thousand pounds in my pyjamas. I've got forty thousand French francs in my fridge. I've got lots of lovely lira now, the Deutsche Mark's getting dearer, and my dollar bills would buy the Brooklyn Bridge. I've got Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. It is Pi Day, everybody. Happy Pi Day, everyone. 3.1415265. We're not here to talk about math. Yeah. Do you know anything after that? I don't know anything after that. Yeah, the only numbers we're talking about today are dollar signs. Quick hot take to start it. People that memorize it, it's stupid. It is stupid. You always have those competitions. Did you ever have that yeah. competition? Back in fifth grade, we had yeah. Pi Day or whatever, and whoever could yeah. memorize them. Like one guy, I think, uh, he got over, like, it was over 100. It's like, well, that's cool. That's but crazy. Like, it, it, but that's kind of... But it's like stupid. It's a useless talent. You can like rattle yeah. off. The guy I worked with in the deli, same thing. You can like rattle off at times. Like, cool. Like Hot take. That's not even impressive. It's not. No. It's not. You come it's here for the hottest of takes. Exactly. There you go. But we're not here to talk about math. We are here to talk about sports. I am Mitch Kaminsky. And I am Marshall Macaluso. Here, we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot, who's not, who's hot, and who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it. This week is the opening of NHL, 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 NFL, man, there's a lot of mistakes already on this one. Yeah, that's We're butchering right. Th- All right. The opening of NFL free agency, and it's been crazy. I don't think I've ever nuts. seen in my lifetime an NFL free agency oh. like this. I think every, it's a copycat league, everyone saw the Rams doing the... Uh, this thing last year, so they're all trying to copy the Rams' blueprint. Hey, let's add stars that work for them. Yep. Even the Packers are signing free agents, and they never That's sign crazy. free agents. I That's think they crazy. saw a thing. They've signed more free agents this offseason than the like, past like six years combined or something ridiculous Yikes. like that. And so, yeah, everyone's getting signed. Big paydays. Cash is flying everywhere. And somewhere, Bill Belichick is sitting under a palm tree with his shirt off, drinking out of a coconut with his six rings, studying yep. game film. Yeah. Because it's very, free agency is fun. And it's fun, you know. Yeah. It's going to make it be interesting. And some free agents, a nice free agent addition, can push you over the top. But free agency is like makeup. You have to use it in moderation. If you put on the right amount, then you're going to look beautiful. But if you put on too much, you're going to look like a crack whore trying to sell $2 blowjobs outside of a gas station. <laughs> so, <laughs> point being, some free agency moves, they look nice, but others... You, you're going too much. They're, they're not worth your trouble. For example, for a fine example of this is, let's go into this. This isn't even just a free agency thing. It's uh, it was more of a, it was a trade. Yeah. But let's go into the Antonio, uh, the, the saga that it took to get Antonio Brown to the Raiders. Or should I say, Mr. Big Chest. The new nickname he wants himself to be Mr. called Big now. Chest? Mr. Big Chest. Mr. Big Chest sounds like a hacky superhero name that Marvel made up and a desperate cash grab now that the Avengers uh, is almost over. Or a wrestler opening a house show in Wyoming. It, Mr. Big Chest. I like him. Uh, he, he boasts that he doesn't have an ego, which is textbook nar- narcissist saying you don't have an ego, <laughs> being called Mr. Big Chest. But the Buffalo Bills are very close to having a deal done until the cancer called it fake news and refused to go there, threatening with, uh, threatened with the realistic possibility of going AWOL instead of reporting to football Siberia. The trade itself was sent to the gulag. That meant the final team standing was the Oakland Raiders, which tells me two things. The Raiders need to sell tickets, and John Gruden has no plan. The Raiders acquired him for a seemingly laughable sum of only a third and fifth round pick. And was it below market value? Yes. But do you remember that uh, Mr. Big Chest, 
deliberately uh, committed sabotage and destroyed his appeal to other teams by making a fool of himself on the LeBron James show, having these lo- or, um, sideline temper tantrums, doing Facebook posts in the locker room. And he, he basically said this offseason, this is a quote, he's like, if a new team won't play by my rules, I don't have to play. This is the equivalent of being a customer uh, at a restaurant who bitches and makes a scene and then still gets everything he wants. Rewarding AB's evolution into a completely unlikable locker room cancer, the Oakland Raiders suddenly developed a windfall of money and rewarded Antonio Brown's temper tantrums with a deal equal to his ego. So you're telling me the Raiders will cry poor and not pay general, generational defensive talent in Cleo Mack. A great locker room guy, mind you, but they'll whip out a paycheck for a wide receiver on the wrong side of 30. Didn't the Raiders try this stunt already with Randy Moss? Good luck with that, Raider Nation. You are still not making the playoffs with Antonio Brown. And Gruden went from trying to rebuild and establishing a culture like Belichick, hey, it's not about stars, it's about the system, to a culture that wants to sell as many tickets as they can. Now, sad truth is for Steelers fans, you shouldn't care about this awful return because you got the cancer out of your organization. For all the complaining he did about Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger still won two Super Bowls without Brown's help. How many did the Steelers win with him? Oh, that's right. They didn't win any Super Bowls with him. In fact, they missed the playoffs his last year while he was there. Now let's all move on to the Jets, who also got a shiny new toy at the expense of the Black and Gold Brigade in free agency, and that's cute. But they're still not beating the Patriots in that division. It's a meaningless move, and for all the money that Le'Veon Bell lost while holding out last year, he didn't get a record-shattering deal that he desired, he didn't reset the running back market, and he didn't set a precedent for Todd Gurley. He did not do any of the help. He essentially blew a Super Bowl window to play for the Jets. And finally, the last big move that was made was Odell Beckham Jr. He's traded the Browns, and all of a sudden they are Super Bowl contenders. they got Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, and Odell Beckham Jr., which is a nice arsenal weapons. They are going to be a blast to watch this year. Don't get me wrong. But let's pump the brakes on all the Super Bowl talk. You know who else had weapons? The 2018 New York Giants with Sterling Shepard and Ingram the tight end, Odell Beckham Jr. and Rookie of the Year, Saquon Barkley. But they couldn't protect Eli Manning. And they didn't do anything. They won five games. Baker Mayfield, also another thing not to overlook, is Baker Mayfield is not Eli Manning. When Odell throws a temper tantrum after not getting 14 targets, he's not going to sit there and take it with that stupid aloof look on his face <laughs> like Eli Manning. Baker Mayfield's going to grab his junk and fight back. So that's got, you can't tell me, that's a lot of eagles, egos, and potential for combustibility. Uh, the last key thing we're overlooking here is football is not like basketball. Stars don't drive the league. Coaches do. The Browns coach is Freddie Kitchens, who you've never heard of, and neither has the rest of the league because he wasn't considered to be a coaching candidate for any other NFL team. Kitchen has no coaching experience. There's no proof he's even coached a middle school team, let alone an NFL locker room. So, coaching, a lot of combustibility there. The Browns are not Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they're going to be good, and they're going to be wildly yeah, fun to watch. Fun to watch yeah. Everyone's riding off the Steelers in this division, but I'm still riding with Mike Tomlin and Big Ben. And I'm still going to take Tom Brady and Bill Belichick over Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't played in a year with a young Sam Darnold, and I'm definitely going to take Philip Rivers or Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to finish ahead of A.B. and the Raiders. Point and being, the Broncos, right? Yes, and the Broncos. <laughs> Vic Vangio is still a better player. With Joe Flacco, baby. Point being, coaches and quarterbacks win this league. It's not Super Bowls, 
are not one in the offseason. Free agencies do not win. If you have too much, you will end up looking like a crack whore. You cannot overdo it. And that well, is the opening rant. There you have it. Probably going to have to label this episode explicit after the first eight minutes. But uh, that's all right. Well, like we said, free agency uh, started up. And we'll definitely be talking about those three guys and just the logistics of their team abilities um, later in the podcast. Uh, but starting off, we're going to have a little speed round. Because yes. legal tampering, uh, which is actually kind of a weird name, legal tampering uh, stage of the NFL free agency has hit. Um, and so we're just going to do a speed round of a lot of the notable moves um, that we think it should be talked about and just give our little two cents on them. We'll make it quick because there's a lot. First of all, you know, we said Tony Brown, not on the Steelers anymore, but they made their move that will replace him. They signed Dante Moncrief to a one-year deal. That's a big one. That's a big one. Obviously Dude, not. Drew Smith Schuster, who? Yeah, exactly. Watch out. Um, that was more of a joke, but yeah, that happened, I guess, if anyone cares. Uh, this was pretty big. Blake Bortles officially cut. No, no longer on the Jaguars. I feel bad for him because I kind of just liked him as a person. A he did episode. stink at football, though. Uh, and Nick Foles has signed a four-year, $88 million contract for the Jags. And an endorsement deal with Lululemon, Lululemon, the first athlete to have an endorsement deal with yep. Lululemon. So if you want Nick Foles leggings, you know where to find them. And honestly, like... They only fun. cost about $88 million, too, so yeah. that contract can buy them a couple Exactly. And, uh, you know, we make fun of him, but he's, let's be real, he's probably making a lot of money doing that. So I'll give him some props. But yeah, there's that. Um, overpaid, maybe. We'll see how it figures out. Um, I definitely don't think... Nick Foles is going to make them competitive anytime soon. After that, Eric Berry has been cut from the Chiefs. Too bad. He is a, he's a cool story. Hopefully he'll find a team to be on for this upcoming season. He's still got something to play with. Uh, speaking of which, old dude still playing football. Adrian Peterson just signed a two-year deal with the Redskins. Um, probably not a lot of money. Kind of found a second win there in Washington. Yeah. You know, they got they traded for... Uh, Case Keenum. So it's a nice match. They're both not very likable. The one has a racist name. The other beats his sons with sticks. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a nice fit. Yeah, that's kind of like the Redskins. You just don't, don't really want to look at them. Not not that great. Um, I'll say for Adrian Peterson, he still does have his speed. Yeah, he has he's, like Olympic track right speed, and for yeah. his age, he's still he's still running. Yeah. So you know, kudos to him, I guess. Not for the whole beating his son part, though. Uh, Earl Thomas signed with the Ravens in a move where he got a decent chunk of change. I believe it was a. Three year, around thirty million dollars. Nice little upgrade from Eric Weddle. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, kudos to the Ravens. I honestly, I was like, wait, what are you guys doing? Cut Eric Weddle. I don't know if I like that, but they got Earl Thomas, so it worked out for them in the end. Uh, they also made another move. Mark Ingram going to the Ravens. People were uh, speculating that they might be in for Le'Veon Bell. That didn't happen, but they still got their running back. When you have a quarterback that can't throw, then having a nice running back is very helpful. Exactly. And last year, they didn't even really have a big-time running back. Uh, no, it was Buck, Collins and uh, Buck, Buck Allen. Yeah, Buck and, Allen. Right. Yeah, and then Lamar carried the uh, brink of the running. But, yeah, that's yeah. What I like that. Yeah, so, you know what? They're, they're making a formidable team over there. I'll yeah. give them that. They're no more – I don't think we can call them, like – this option gimmicky thing anymore. Terrell Suggs, we'll talk about him in a second, but yeah, that's going to be a big, that's a big hole to fill there. He was a big yeah. part of that defense. Uh, Michael Bennett has been traded. He was traded to the Patriots. Uh, probably, I think it was just some mid-round picks or so. Uh, like but, this move. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about, like free agency. Now he is a big personality, but it's like Patriots do free agency right. You got to yeah. dabble in it. They don't yeah. bring in any huge personalities. Like, yeah. like they do, they make sure they're like they'll fit the culture really well. I like yeah. that move for that defense. Yeah, and he I mean, he's a fiery player who definitely give you some spark on the defensive side of the ball, and they could use that. Honestly, they 
he's definitely a playmaker and not just a guy who can, uh, you know, uh, beat down offense. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, back to the Eagles. I actually really like that move. Uh, just a veteran. Uh, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey is kind of a veteran. He's been around for a while, but Deshaun Jackson, I think he still definitely still has uh, some yeah, some game in him. And he wanted some, out of Tampa, too. And yeah. He had a nice little year last year with yeah. Patrick throwing to him, and he's going to have Carson Wentz throwing to him now. Yeah. So that'll be that That's just another threat. They, they've got some weapons over there in Philly. Uh, D. Ford, this is actually a pretty big one. He was traded to the 49, I believe it was a trade, uh, and he's getting around $80 million. Not a lot of that is guaranteed, so it's not this blockbuster deal um, that, like, you know, Von Miller and Khalil Mack were. But, uh, and interesting, too, the Chiefs, whose weak point was their defense, have now lost Justin Houston and D. Ford, who are the only uh, yeah. strong point of the defense. Their pass rush was the only thing yeah, no, that yeah, was, at least like, they got a somewhat good. Sacks, you know? Yeah, that uh, yeah, it was favorable on that uh, horrible defense there. Yeah. And they've gotten rid of who was their strengths. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. Bold strategy there. Cole Beasley has signed to the Bills. Nah. Uh, actually, after he, uh, I feel kind of bad for him because he actually had a pretty good tenure at Dallas. And then later in the season, there were some plays that like he looks at him, he was open, and he had, he was quoted later. He was like, "Man, like the front office controls this. Like they kind of say who gets the ball and who doesn't get the ball." So you can kind of tell, like, eh. white know. slot receivers, not as talented as Edelman. Yeah. He belongs in football Siberia up there. Yeah, and if you couldn't get Antonio Brown, that's a nice little concept. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's still, like, he still he he can run routes, he's but a, yeah, they you know they they he's didn't no get... he's not a game changer. Mm-hmm. But he's not a number one receiver. You need other pieces around mm-hmm. there. Uh, Adrian Amos disappointed with this one. I thought he was going to go to the Broncos. Um, I was disappointed too. Uh, but yeah, he's going to the Packers. Going to the Packers. That's a nice signing for the Packers. It is. He, he's a great tackler. He can make plays. The ball. Get an interception. In the they needed. They needed Eagles. something on defense. He, yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice safety there. Pro Football Focus actually a couple years ago they had him as the highest ranked safety in football. I think yeah. it was twenty seven or seventeen. Yeah, that sounds about right. He, he's a good. He's a good guy for the Bears. Um, C.J. Mosley signed with the Jets. Uh, that would be good. Uh, you know, he's a good pairing with their other linebacker that they just signed. Uh, Anthony Barr, just kidding. He said he was going to sign with the Jets, Anthony Barr. Psych! And said, nope, psych, boy, going back to... He said, you know what, I'll just restructure a contract with the Vikings because um, they look a lot better than you guys do. Okay. Yeah, which, I mean, both of those teams are, like, kind of... The Vikings were supposed to be on the come-up last year and honestly kind of looked pathetic, in my opinion. Um, Jets, maybe, are on the come-up. I don't really know. They signed Le'Veon Bell, but who knows. Um... I will say C.J. Mosley, though, their defense is already pretty good, and he's, he's a very good linebacker to have, so kudos to them. Tyron Matthew to KC to fill a very large hole they Honey needed Badger. in the second yeah, secondary. Second. Yeah, Honey Badger. He got a decent chunk of change, too. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he definitely chased his bag. Terrell Suggs signed with the Cardinals. Doing what all the all mm. old people do. Either yeah, move, go to, to, move to a warm climate down in Arizona. Yeah, it was either going to be – I heard it, Tampa was in the market, but uh, Arizona – Beat out, you know he's got he's got long issues in the dry air. Yeah, kind of helped him out. Uh, but yeah, it was like a one or two year deal worth not that much. But honestly, I was like that one was too bad because I always hate. That's one of my least favorite things in sports when a player is like really good for a team for a very long period of time, and then they kind of like move on with him. But he still wants to play, so he goes to some like totally irrelevant team. Kind of like um, oh Tony Parker, you know, yeah, goes to the Hornets, and it's like. I mean, good for you, and the Cardinals are like, oh, he's like the veteran presidents we need, and but like, no, you yeah, guys just yeah. aren't good, and you want a big name. Yeah. Uh, Landon Collins to the Redskins. This was 60, six, eight, 
Bleh. But six years, eighty-four million. It's a lot of money for a safety. You gotta look so, at how much is guaranteed on these things. Though. It was around forty. That's okay. That's perfect. yeah. So it's there's still, no way he's gonna see. Yeah, he won't. But yeah. still, the fact that he's getting like that extended, the six years to me pops out too, considering yeah. he's. He's not old. He's not young. But he will, by the time he finishes that, I don't think he'll be good anymore. Um, but yeah, Justin Houston's been cut. We kind of called that. We said, "Hey, it's probably gonna get cut." It happened. He's not on a team yet. Chiefs signed Carlos Hyde to fill the uh, uh, hole in their backfield. Hopefully, he doesn't kick a woman, so they can have to get rid of him. But you know, he'll all find a job anyways, like Raymond did. He was just, he was on my fantasy team last year, and he's kind of disappointed. <coughs> he was only averaging about two yards per carry. Yeah. When he was when he was, so when he was with really, the Niners, like he was pretty decent. Like, he was he definitely I had some was a stuff. Good for yeah. Them, but yeah, it, huh? Uh, and then the Rams signed Eric Weddle uh, to be placed in their secondary. Yeah. So this is a big thing. With all these free agents, I will say this. You'll notice a trend. Most of these teams that are signing free agents have guys on a have quarterbacks on a rookie contract. It's true. So it's like your window to contend. Because after this year, when they have to pay the Rams to pay Jared Goff, yeah. that's basically over. It, you'll see how good of a coach Sean McVay is. And when the Bears have to pay Mitch Trubisky two years, you'll see how good of a coach uh Matt Nagy really is. It's yeah. like so. When you have a rookie quarterback, it's t- time to strike, and that's why I kind of feel bad for Dallas uh, Cowboy fans yes. too, because they were still paying off Tony Robo and Des Bryant's contract when they had Zeke and Dak in their years, so they couldn't really go out and make any of these moves. Yes. Now they have to pay Dak Prescott, so it's really unfortunate. And if you looked at last year's playoffs, a lot of young quarterbacks on rookie deals. We're talking Lamar Jackson, like you said, Dak, Mitch Trubisky, Jared Goff, um, a couple more teams in there, Carson Wentz. Yeah. For instance, uh, despite him not playing, but they still and yeah, and then you also look at teams who have like veteran quarterbacks or um, older quarterbacks that like aren't getting like the big bucks anymore. Uh, speaking of which, we hadn't talked about the Broncos, or the Bears yet, but the Broncos signed Cream Jackson, uh, DB out of Houston, who's pretty good hybrid safety corner, and then uh, Juwan James, the best tackle in offseason. And so, as just as a Broncos fan, I'm happy we got some signings and spots that were definitely needed. Um, Nothing too flashy. We also got rid of Bradley Roby, who was really, really bad last year. Um, and why we needed help in the secondary. So, yeah, there you go. And then uh, any updates on the Bears, Mitch? Yeah, Bears actually just today, they just signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix. So yeah, probably one year deal. Amos in the secondary. I think it was two, two to three. Uh, two, uh, two, two year deal. Oh, I thought it was a one year deal, my man. No, uh, two years deal. Um, that's a nice, I think it's a nice move. He's yeah. definitely a top tier. Yeah, he's he a can, top he tier play. safety. He's a tier one. Uh, they also signed Cordero, Cordero Patterson, who actually he took snaps at from tight end, running back, and receiver. Most yeah. of them coming at running back. He's a nice gadget player. He's got yeah. speed, so that'll work very nicely with Matt yeah, Nagy. Like, put him with Trickster, like Terry Cohen and those guys. Trickster yeah. offense. We also signed running back Mike Davis, who I don't really understand that one. He, yeah. was, he, he played a little bit with the Seahawks, but he started the year on the practice squad. Kind of... Uh, you know, fringe player. Yeah. So, but I mean, nice depth. Maybe does some special teams. Third down back. And finally, Buster Scrine, who actually Matt Nagy, when they were playing the Jets this year, he said he's one of the best nickel safeties he's a uh, in the player, league. Yeah. So he's a solid player. Another tackling type safety. And these two Dixons, uh, Buster Scrine, are going to replace um, uh, Amos and Bryce yeah. Callahan. So yeah. you know, not, on the Broncos. no <laughs> huge names, but like, I think that was those are yeah. a nice bunch of roles. I know Buster Scrine was definitely in contention for a lot of um, other teams needed. Uh, secondary help. But yeah, yeah. Th- that wraps it up. So far, I mean, that's only like, what, two, th- three days of free agency, and that's a lot of moves. And a lot of names, like, like all these names, obviously they might not, like, affect the teams a lot, but, like, you 
a lot of these are recognizable names that are flying around. Well, it's crazy. This is yeah. the first time I can remember, and I think in the NFL really ever that has been this much. Yeah. Like to talk about. Yeah, it's fun. It's usually. I mean, last year it was just like Foles or not. Le'Veon Bell signed. Foles. It wasn't even the biggest story of the night. Yeah. Like the Odell Beckham thing was yeah. the biggest. We're moving on, we got Champions League roundup as the second uh, half of the round of 16. Uh, just finished up Tuesday and Wednesday. Schalke beat seven. Beat, well, Man City beat Schalke seven nil, ten to on aggregate. But none of you cared. And honestly, neither did I. I'm a soccer fan. We knew that was gonna happen. Juventus Atletico Madrid down two nil, and then that guy that you may have heard of, his name is Cristiano Ronaldo. He's really good. He scored a hat trick. It's actually funny. I was telling Mitt, I was like, dude, like this just had because I just finished watching the game in comp class. Don't tell my parents though. Um, and I was like, guess what happened, man? Like Atletico was up two nil, and they were playing Juventus second leg, and you were like, you joking? Smart. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, let me guess. Ronaldo scored a hat trick, and they won. No idea what happened. Yeah, it was like he didn't even watch the game, ass. and then. It, that's what happened. He's <laughs> very good. Uh, and then <clears throat> Bayern unfortunately lost yesterday. Liverpool 3-1. Yes. Made me sad. Vandy but... scored two goals. Huh? Vandy or whatever that guy's name is. Virgil van Dijk did score yes. a goal. Sadio Mane scored two. Oh, um, <laughs> well, you know, I saw someone score two goals. Yeah. That's hey, my hey, You know what? You were, you were partly there. Um, LeBron owns them partly. And yeah. I like Mo Salah. So yeah. I'm jumping on the Liverpool bandwagon. Yeah. Bayern, unfortunately, I mean, as a Bayern fan, I'm like, look, the Liverpool was better through two legs, and at least we're not, uh, you know, Real or PSG, so it could be worse. Uh, Barcelona beat Lyon 5-1. Messi had two goals and two assists. And honestly, like, if you look at all these score lines, uh, they're all kind of, they all kind of fell into place of the the hierarchy of world soccer in today's age. Um, I'll definitely be talking future rounds. One thing that was actually really interesting to me is, like, so Ronaldo scored a hat trick, literally put the team on his back, saved him. Messi, I mean, they scored five goals. He scored two and assisted two more. So, like, he did a huge – and he, he was very good in that game. And people always debate, like like last podcast, LeBron, Jordan. Funny, and before you make your point here, too, on Twitter, like right after the Ronaldo thing, Messi wasn't even playing, and he was trending on Twitter – with Ronaldo after like the hat trick thing, yeah. it's like an inferiority complex. Yeah, still. like they're always like, oh, we immediately got to compare them. To yeah, them. yeah, yeah. So go ahead. But it was actually very interesting because after it happened, a lot of people because everyone because usually like when one plays and has a really good game, the other one plays immediately after and has another really good game, and they're like, oh my god, they're so good. But a lot of people were like, look, and I saw one tweet that went viral in like the soccer community. It was like, look, we're literally watching like two of the greatest soccer players ever. Like probably potentially the two best soccer players ever are playing at the exact same time and we get to watch them play like this is amazing we are so lucky and honestly i was just thinking like what if lebron and jordan play at the same time and like we're doing what they did at the same time like that like because obviously they get compared a lot but it was just cool to see like everyone's like dude we got to appreciate greatness like this is fantastic it's weird though in soccer because like different leagues yeah different teams mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it's hard, like, almost hard to compare well it was easier like, it was easier when they were playing in the same league and they yeah. played each other a lot and it would be like what is your team and it's not it's actually very interesting because it's kind of like it's actually very similar if you look at um uh, Brady Manning and LeBron and no, Jordan, where, like, Ronald, Messi, like, if you ask anyone who's a better soccer player, like, who's technically better ever, like, even Ronaldo fans would probably say Messi, because, like, he's just, like... The, technically, I yeah, would like think the he's move, more sound. Like, yeah, than. and honestly, like, the same thing you could say, like, 
I bet, like, technically speaking, like, you're talking about, like, game sense and everything that, like, Peyton Manning maybe has a leg up on Tom Brady. Or there, you, you can find quarterbacks yeah. who have, like, a leg up, like, like, like or Rodgers Brady, I should say. Like, technically speaking, we'd say, like, Aaron Rodgers can do stuff, Tom Brady can't. Um, but, like, if you want a guy who's a winner, born winner, he, the, the man does not lose, it's the Ronaldo, Jordan, Brady. Yeah. And so that, it's very interesting. But yeah, that was just a side note from that. Um, Finally, moving on to the big on, news. To the big the news. Bradley Hashtag why not us. The Missouri Valley Conference big champs. Time. Big time. Beat Northern Iowa. Yeah. A couple of fun facts about this tournament game. First time in Missouri Valley Conference history that uh, a five seed was facing a six seed. We're the five seed. We're we better. were the five seed and we won. The uh, Northern Iowa was also, they had a losing record heading into that tournament. Yeah. They knocked off Drake right before that, which was a huge deal. Big basketball um, over at the MVC. And the Missouri Valley, you know, people write them off as like a weak conference. They're a proud basketball conference. Mm-hmm. I believe it's uh, the past six years they have at least won their first round. The, the winner of the Missouri Valley has won their first round game. Yeah, I think dating back to 2014. I mean, I we like love we loved Loyola last, last year. Last year Loyola Everyone went pretty far. Yep. Northern Iowa had a history. They they, they, they were a couple a years ago that were an upset. They had the, the two back to back buzzer beater wins. Yeah, so that's a good basketball yeah. conference. Bradley won their first Missouri we Valley Conference title. In 31 years, and this is the first time they're appearing in the, appearing in the tournament since 2006, yeah. where they lost the Missouri Valley uh, Championship, but then they beat Kansas in their first round, and they 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 uh they made it, it ended up going to the Sweet 16 that year. So yeah, we made the trip down to yeah. St. Louis for that. Yeah, shout, out to, shout out to Jake Wiseman, Rob Einicker, and uh, Ted Wick. We all we, it was actually funny. It was impromptu. We were just the night before. We we're like, hey, you know, what? we should like. Someone asked me, like, where you want to watch the game. I was like, a watch party. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to the game. Because, you know, why not? What? And then and then we ended up just kind of putting it together last minute. Kind of well, just... it was funny. Yeah, I took it, like, yeah, very seriously. seriously. We were calling he was around. joking. And I'm like, oh, wait, we're going to the game? And I just started calling people. And yeah, like, who oh. do you want to drive? And then finally, Jake Wiseman, shout out, uh, drove us to St. Louis. But that was a great game. We were down by 18 at one point. Came back. Took the dub. Uh, it was 55, 54. We won 57, by one. 54 57-54 was the final. 18-point oh, yeah, deficit they overcame in the second quarter. Yeah. So it was a really, it was a nice game. Yeah, it was a good game. Fun to be there. Awesome to watch. Uh, I got to high-five Elijah Childs. And we Same. saw... That I, is tall. You almost had to, like, jump up yeah. and I give that man And I waved at Kevin Harlan. So that was pretty We did. We said hi to Kevin Harlan. Yeah. If you, if you watch the CBS broadcast, you can see two yeah. idiots storming the court. Yeah. Ah. That, was, that was funny. Some big names coming out of the Missouri Valley Conference. Just there's some fun facts. So you're gonna be you're gonna be informed. Yeah, on this you're proud gonna know. basketball conference, yeah. Arch Madness, baby. Yeah. Um, some players coming out of there: Hershey Hawkins played for the uh, uh, SuperSonics. He's yeah. Bradley's all-time leading scorer. Larry Bird. Who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Individual single game tournament records. He scored 40 in a game versus uh, New Mexico. Um, Lloyd uh, Lewis Lloyd, another uh, big name player, and let's see who else. Actually, maybe there's not so many big names. Hey, you know what? We had a couple in there. I mean, Larry Bird. Larry you know Bird is pretty big. He's top one of the best. 20, Willie Scott, 20 assists against Willie Indiana Scott. State in 1982. 20 assists is pretty good. All right. So, well, there you go. You know, you guys are now experts on the Missouri Valley Conference. Individual tournament records. Larry Bird had 129 points in a tournament. What? Four games oh, played. Oh, they're game. Four games played. 129 points in 1978. 
big names coming out of this yeah. conference. Elijah Child's right. the next one. Yeah, exactly. Well, and we gave him a iPod. Go root for Bradley. Uh, if you don't go here, or if you're not a fan of the bad Wi-Fi, root for Bradley. And because uh, we're gonna we're be the next upset. Team. It depends on the uh, the tournaments this weekend and how it all shakes out. We were projected initially as a 16 seed. Because you got to think about it, we beat a team with a losing record in the championship. We were a five seed, and, and we, our only quality win is Penn State. But they're talking about maybe they might move up to a. They might because, like I said, the Missouri Valley is no slouch. They got a little bit of respect as a conference. They might be moving up to a 15, potentially 13 seed. It all depends how these tournaments shake out. But so far, early projections were Kentucky, LSU, or Michigan State. Beatable teams. It's interesting to see how. <laughs> yeah. Out. That Missouri Valley defense is tough, though. There That's why Loyola did really well last year. Yeah. Just the scoring droughts, little concerned. Yeah, we were, we had like 17 and a half or something like that. It was yeah, we only got one guy on the team that can really Daryl Brown that can really create their own shots. Yeah, like we go on we go on long scoring. Well, droughts. I don't know if you guys hear it, but the wind is the wind is blowing outside over there. We have the window open in my yeah. Phone. It's so like if, a you, if you if you if you're like here. if you hear any like whooshing sound. Uh, that's the win. But because it's Ted a Wick good thing. Yeah, Ted Wickening and Coley. It's not working. It's not not great. Well, Mitch, you can kick it off. Who's who's your hot or not for the week? Uh, I'll go with not. Uh, the poor Knicks fan oh. that was kicked out by James Dolan this week. Uh, Dolan was walking through the tunnel. This guy had pretty close seats. Uh, and he saw him walking out the court into the tunnel, and he yelled, sell the team. That was it. No expletives. Just sell the team. Yeah. And James Dolan said, excuse me, that's not very nice. He's like, well, sorry, it's my opinion, sir. He's like, well, have fun watching the games on TV for the rest of your life. And he banned the fan for life, and security had to remove him. First, they're banning Charles Oakley, and now Knicks fans. What's yeah. next? The mascots, because it looks <laughs> at him funny. Good nice. God, James Dolan. I am sorry. It's a bad hey, week. Hey, but they all want to see Kristoff. Pre- oh, never mind. Anyways, um... My my hot for the week <laughs> is our yeah yeah there you go is uh, our my not or my hot oh breaking news right now former Eagles wide receiver Golden Tate signing four year three hundred three thirty seven point five million dollar deal with the Giants so they filled that making moves OBJ uh, sized making hole moves. in their uh, receivers that's interesting Golden interesting. Tate I don't know. Why he would want to really want to leave? Going off of that, well, maybe they just have the money for him. But, like, back to the trade thing, everyone's ripping on the Giants for it. I don't think it was that bad of a trade. Well, you we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to that later. Like, we'll talk, yeah. we'll talk, we will get into hot takes. We'll talk about that. So, my hot was our wonderful president, Donald J. Trump. As You know what? He was the co-champion of a 2018 golf championship. He held at one of his clubs. Here's the catch, though. He didn't even golf in it. He was not there. He did not. He did not participate in the tournament, and uh, it was a nine-hole challenge. Uh, and this is his quote. This is a quote. So the dude, a dude was like in the tournament. He was the best there. He won it. And Donald Trump said, "The only reason you won is because I couldn't play." End quote. Um, and he was. And so Donald Trump was the co-champion. So there you go. Using those POTUS powers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. After that, my I'll, I'll I'll go back. We'll do a snake. My not is a uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Now he's still in the league. I believe he's on the Blazers now. Yep. He's kind of, pardon my French. He's kind of uh, an a hole. He's not like he's a trash talker. He's not very good. 
He's a solid big man, but like those are easy to come by in today's he's league. White, white guys aren't good at basketball. Exactly. Unless they're Beto, he was he was talking like mad smack to like Russell Westbrook, I think, and then like Ben Simmons like missed a free throw, and then he just basically went up to him and was like, "You suck," and Ben Simmons talked back to him. But the worst trash talking he's ever faced was from Kobe Bryant because. Yusuf Nurkic is Bosnian. He speaks. He's from Bosnia. Speaks Bosnian, and Kobe Bryant, early in his career, like like early on, he learned swears in Bosnian just to talk trash to Yusuf Nurkic. It was, it was in a recent uh, interview Nurkic did where he was like, he was basically shooting free throws, and he heard a word, and he was like, okay, Kobe Bryant must have said something wrong because I'm pretty sure he just said something in Bosnian to me and then so he shoots and he like whatever I don't know if he made it or miss it then he gets it again and Kobe Bryant says like another phrase okay and he's like wait a sec Kobe Bryant speaking Bosnian to me and um, so yeah that just kind of shows how much of a psycho Kobe is <laughs> uh, but yeah that was pretty funny it came out of this week my hot for this week is the most entertaining team in the NHL, the Chicago Blackhawks. This is a team that can score a touchdown in a game and then give up one in the same <laughs> game and still lose. They have come so close. Just when we thought they were out of the playoffs forever, they came claw- clawing back. Mm-hmm. Their odds went from, like I think it was one up to 20%. And they blew it in a weekend against the Stars and Avalanche, a huge week. It was back down to point one, and what do you know, they're now only four points out of a wild card spot again. Here's this is the last three weeks alone. If you want entertainment, this is a team to watch here. Blackhawks trailed twice, held multiple goal leads, both goalies were pulled, and won 8-7 to seven against the uh, um, Islanders in a game that featured nine first-period goals. Wow. Against Detroit, the Blackhawks took a 4-1 lead into the third period, allowed three unanswered goals, then rebounded in overtime when Patrick Kane scored a game winner. Against Colorado, Blackhawks trailed twice on three separate occasions, rallied twice but came up short. Uh, against the Dallas, Blackhawks went down 3-0, then tied it 3-3 before losing 4-3. Against Anaheim, Blackhawks took a lead twice, lost it in the third period, then scored a pair of the goals in the final five minutes, including one with 17 seconds left to win 4-3. Against Los Angeles, Blackhawks fell behind 3-0, then scored three unanswered to tie it up 3-3, then allowed three unanswered to lose 6-3. Against San Jose, Blackhawks trailed twice, tied it up to both times, then gave up three unanswered points and lost 5-2. Then against Buffalo, we're almost done here, but these games are pretty entertaining. <laughs> One up 2-0, fell behind 3-2, then they went up 4-3, or went up behind 4-3, then tied it up uh, 4-4 and won in a shootout 5-4. Then the Blackhawks decided to turn in one of their best defensive performers. This is weird, and they won 2-1 against Dallas. Uh, against Arizona the other day, Brandon Perlini scored Perlini, his first yeah. NHL hat trick to beat the Coyotes 7-1, and finally last night on March 13th, the Blackhawks scored five consecutive goals, then gave up four straight goals, but were able to hang on 5-4 when they were outshot 30-12 in the third <laughs> period after outshooting the Maple Leafs 27-18 in the first two. This is a wild roller coaster. <laughs> They're definitely getting eliminated in the first round if they can somehow manage to squeak through. <laughs> exactly. But, man, this team has been pulling on our heartstrings. If you want yeah. something entertaining, watch the Blackhawks. There you go. Well, that does it for our hots and nots. Moving on, hot takes. Before we get into the OBJ, Le'Veon, Antonio Brown, an interesting thing happened in the NBA. So recently, Russell Westbrook, um, the video went viral. He sounded off on some fans 
basically saying like I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, like and what, first of all whatever an NBA player says on my mama or on everything I love it's probably not going to end well for you because he was like on on everything I love I will f you up I'll f your wife up and he was just going off on these fans and. Basically, what happened is was like fan altercation between a guy who was very, very close to the bench, and uh, it was against the Utah Jazz. They they do not have a good relationship, Russell Westbrook and the Utah Jazz yeah, so the fans. Playoffs, he slapped the phone out of a man. Yeah, and it was just rough. Um, and basically, what Russell Westbrook said, and they had a very long talk about it, and so I don't have all the details, but you can definitely look it up if you want to. Um, the main thing that he's saying that like basically he said. Um, the fan told him to get down on his hands and knees like he used to, kind of referring to slavery. And obviously, honestly, from my personal opinion, coming from the Utah, a Utah fan, I am not surprised. Anyways, I'm a really, I don't know if those. He definitely should have said it. And there's other things that he was yeah. saying throughout the game. And then, well, uh. But that sounded I'll, more like, go ahead, finish it. Yeah, yeah. And then Ray, Raymond Felton, a bench player who was like on the bench for most of that game, basically said, um. Uh, a quote that kind of summed it all up is when's it going to be the point where they're protecting us players people can say whatever they want to say to us during games we got kids we're fathers we have families because apparently the the they're they're saying they're making comments about his family and then he kind of sounded off utah jazz fan eventually was um kicked out he is not allowed in the stadium again and also got fined 25k his, uh, well, what he post, said was yeah. before, like, yeah, he said, "I'm going to beat your ass, and I will beat your wife's ass yeah. too." I'm like, so yeah, and like, so my take on this is like, it obviously, like, you can't say that, dude. Like Russell Westbrook, you can't yeah, say that, can. especially with the cameras there. Threatening to beat women is the NFL's job. Yeah, you can't exactly. Have that in the NFL, they'll slap you NBA. with a two-game suspension, and then they'll let you back in the league. Yes, you're uh, in the NBA. Come yeah, on, let's come have on some now. Class. This is where we smoke weed. I guess is the problem. Well, actually, it's a problem in both leagues. Anyways, uh, but yeah, like, you can't say that. There's cameras everywhere. People are gonna pick it up, and people are gonna like totally take. I mean, like people already take shots at his character, which I think is totally unwarranted. But now they're they're getting like the fuel. Like you said, you're gonna beat up a dude and his wife. But at the same time, like, I can understand that, like, he kind of, it looks like he kind of got to a breaking point. Where, like, especially Russell Westbrook is very polarizing character in the NBA. People take uh, attack on him a lot for, like, his gameplay, his stats. But then his character, quote-unquote, bad leadership. And I think especially it's happened a lot where fans are just getting on his nerves. They're saying stuff they shouldn't say. If you talk about a man's family like that uh, and, like, Telling him to get on his hands and knees, he was like, "That's so disrespectful." Was it hands and knees? Was it? Just, I thought it was just get down on your knees like you used to. Which it sounded like. Knees. Well, what? basically, Russell West. Well, from what I, Russell Westbrook. I don't know if it was, but I, he was. I think he was making it about like a racial thing. He did to me. I mean, it, it very well might have been. And there was like a part he was saying stuff throughout the game. It sounded like a dick sucking joke to me. Yeah, but I don't know. But he definitely said it. it Either way, it's derogatory. Yeah, it got racial yeah. and it got about his family. Uh, and one of the guys, another bench player was asked, like, what did he say? And he's like, I'm not going to say anything, but it was, uh, abhorrent, I believe was the word that was said. Uh, and so it's like, in it, especially basketball, when they're right there, cause like football, um, you know, you're behind, you can't really hear what fans are saying, um, soccer, baseball, like you're kind of like in a different area, whereas basketball, like you're right there, dude. I mean, we saw like just... A week a ago, snotty kid. Yeah, and Rondo him. was sitting. He was sitting in the stands, oh, like yeah. it's so yeah, close, yeah, yeah. like it's so close to the bench, and it's where like people can say whatever they want, and they're right next to you, and you just kind of gotta hear it. So honestly, like if you look at uh, like what teams, 
because everyone, because like the question is like, what are they going to do to protect players? And I think that like uh, fans getting kicked out of stadiums, like sure, like that's all good. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, I mean, if you look at like what soccer does, they're in the stands, but they kind of have their own section that's walled off. So like a fan could theoretically come up to him, and it's happened where um, like the other day, uh, Robert Firmino for Liverpool signed someone's baby. Because they just, like, handed it to him. So they're close. But obviously there's, like, security there. You can't just, like, run up and say something. Kind of like, ba- yeah, like yeah, baseball. Yeah, like baseball. They're very protected. Like, they're obviously right next to him. But, yeah, I think that's, that's almost, like, the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, uh, with starting with here, like you said, Russell Westbrook, I think, has, he has, like, he got touched by a kid. Yeah. He hears this stuff all the time. And it yeah. is a problem. But at some point, you shouldn't... The report was from the fan, listening to his perspective of it when he was getting interviewed. Yeah. He was like, oh, we were going back and forth, and he was, like, smiling or whatever, and then, like, my wife was just sitting there not doing anything, and then he said he was going to beat her ass, which I think is total BS. Yeah, I think his fan was lying. Yeah, we, we know these teeth. Utah fans. Yeah. But regardless, he was clearly engaging with them when he was talking. Yeah. Like, you, you can't be engaging. Like, you can't stoop yeah. down to his level yeah. and be engaging with them because that's just going to add fuel to the fire. Like, when Kevin Durant does this on Twitter, it yeah, just empowers like more from... jackasses to go, oh, if we tweet these bad things about him, we're going to get a response from yeah. him. Like, you can't... If I, like, f- if I say something and I film it, Russell Westbrook will, like, respond. And it's know? a lot easier said than done. Like, you know, yeah. you're talking about your family or, like, making a racial thing like that. I get that it's a lot... It's easy for me to sit here and say that when... Yeah. It, it's difficult. But bottom line is you can't... You, you can't be acknowledging him because it's going to add fuel to the fire. And I think, like you said, I think NBA does have to put it up... Uh, yeah, some sort of something. Thing. Players are way too close. And yeah. this is kind of reminded me of the Malice in the Palace. And, like, <laughs> yes. Bill Burr had, like, a skit about this. Like, all oh, these, like, same fans would be like, oh, well... Because they're, like, drinking or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, come on up here. Yeah, yeah you, see what happens. You suck. And then, like, the night, like if they saw him in the parking lot, they'd be like, oh, could you sign my stamp collection? Yeah, exactly. And, like, with the Malice in the Palace thing, it was like, well, they came up there. And they got... Yeah. So, and like... That, and that's the one thing, especially, like, if you're a fan, like, dude, like, if I was... I would honestly, I've never sat remotely close to courtside, um, because um, money. Anyways, um, but like if I was right next to him, like I would be a little concerned for my like for myself. Like if you say something, like they are right there, and like Russell Westbrook is one of like the last people I would try and have any like encounter to. Right. That's a that's a large man. He's got a lot of aggression in him. And like even like. I don't know. I mean, I guess alcohol is involved. The only time I've ever sat, like, anything remotely close to courtside was for the Loyola-Bradley game when I was yeah. doing utility. So I was right under the basket. It was actually closer than courtside because I was, yeah. like, basically on the court with, like, the camera operator there. Yeah. And you can pick up, like, a lot of stuff. But these guys are, but even in college. Yeah. Big dudes. Like, yeah. I would be intimidated to say something. Oh, like, you don't yeah. want to piss one of them off. Yeah. Now, mind you, I'll probably see one of them walking around campus. So if I said something stupid, I'd get my ass kicked. But, yeah. like... <laughs> but you fans gotta be smarter than that. It's because yeah. like they think they're protected, like when they that like they can say whatever they want. You really yeah. you, you can't. These are yeah. other human. And there's that big hockey fight where the guys like climbed over the Mike glass. Mike yeah. and beat a fan with his own shoe. Like, yeah. yeah, you know what? They've yeah. had it coming to him for a while. Yeah. Like so. you can fa- be smart. Yeah, these are other smart. human beings too. And there's obviously huge. They're bigger like, than you. like I love trash talk. I love trash talk. But like I'm a type of trash talk where I'm not like I feel like getting personal is like it's pretty taboo. There's layers of trash. Like Steve Kerr said, like the best trash talk you ever heard from a fan is some guy was talking to one of his teammates. I think it, oh, I forget who it was. I think it was um I forget who it was and like hey um are you single? My grandmother kind of likes you because he was like this yeah. old veteran. So it was like a yeah. funny. It was like a funny. Yeah, sort of, like, and you can like thing. play off where it's like okay, like like 
Yeah. Like, or like chanting air ball, ball at him or whatever. Yeah, air ball, like, you can't do that. Like, stuff like that where it's just like, yeah, I get it. And you're, like, making fun, but it's all it's, it's all for the sport. But if you come at, like, someone personal, then that's, like, it's not a... What that was happening there, that was not about basketball at all. No. Like, he had a good game. He was playing well. If it's, if a guy is bad, you can make fun of him for it. But, like, he... You can't... You can't... Yeah, that that, that should happen in sports. And it's kind it of doesn't scary. help, though. I, it was just interesting it happened with Westbrook because he's had a lot of history of, like, snapping yeah. back a report. He doesn't exactly have the most... Uh, yeah. The best track record dealing yeah. with the... But... There you go. Yeah, you know, well, it was. It happens, and but yeah, I definitely think like it was ugly from all sides. Involved. Yeah, but it was like bad look for the NBA, bad look for fans, bad look for West. But it was. Yeah. It was In conclusion, bad though, like we we kind of said it before, like they got something has to happen. They got because this will happen more, and especially with like a lot of young players coming to the league, it's kind of like a different culture of just kind of like um, you like if you get attacked. You have to respond. You know, like, Le- LeBron has a lot of class. You don't really see, like, this stuff from him. Whereas, like, nowadays, I feel like if you, like, if someone comes at you, you got to hit back harder. And so I think they definitely have to fix something. But there you go. Moving on, we kind of talked about it before. Mitch, you kind of gave your take on it. I'll give a little bit of my take on it. Um, Owen Beckham Jr., Le'Veon Bell, Tony Brown. The OBJ thing, what I was going to say before. Oh, yeah, 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 you, yeah you, can go, you can go for that. Everyone was ripping on the Giants for this trade. Yeah. They got Trebill Peppers, who's a real player he's, in this league. All right, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's like a tier two, tier three. You got a first-round pick. So now you have first, two first-round yeah, I mean, draft it's picks. It's like 10, 13, or right. So it's, it's like 13, yeah, so, 13, I believe it is. And you got a third-round draft pick. Well, you get some good players in the yeah. third round. Bears got Tariq Cohen in the third round. You can find some quality pieces down there. And they weren't winning with them. It was like a mutual, it was like a marriage... They went to counseling. It still didn't work. It was time to move on. Yeah. Like Beckham was kind of like I, done with the Giants. The yeah. Giants were kind of done with his antics. He was injured. And if you look, when he was injured last year, they won the majority of the game. They they had a winning record when he wasn't playing. Yeah. They didn't feel like they had to force and, feed him. So. I mean, that makes sense. And like o- OBJ, he kind of had that post on Instagram, and where it was like it was like a clean split. Like when, if he comes back to New York. I don't think people are gonna like boom or anything like that. And he was like, look, like you guys are a special place in my heart. Uh, you know, been there for the beginning part of my career. It just didn't work out. Yeah. I will say, though, that, and there was a report of this, um, they said something about Josh Rosen, maybe the Giants, but I think that's all fluff. The Giants have come out and said they're sticking with Eli Manning for another year, which I think is stupid. You it's, gotta get another quarterback. It's not working, guys. Like, like I like I totally agree. I totally agree. It was time for some them to move on. It makes sense for both teams. They got some decent players on the defensive side picks and they're rebuilding but like you had Odell Beckham Jr. and you like you had some weapons and I think like yes last year because you said it in your rant last year they had all these weapons with him Sterling Shepard Saquon Barkley couldn't get it done I I like it's quarterback that's totally on the quarterback, quarterback off, you build from with it quarterback yeah it's a line and then yeah and, then, and, and like the if case. you if you take that those weapons and their offensive line wasn't great um so that's something that they had to address, but like take that weapon, those weapons, add in like two, not even great, but just like good offense alignment and just a better quarterback. Not anything like you don't even need you don't need a Tom Brady. You can put a Jared Goff in there and they'll win games. Like that was a good everyone team and else, they wasted. Yeah, it. everyone else in America realizes that Eli Manning needs to retire. Yeah. except for Eli Manning. Exactly, I think and the Giants. If you want to get a rookie and have Eli mentor him for a year, I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. but like you've got to get something there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not contending like right now, so you, yeah. you better you better get a quarterback and like either trade for one. Rosen's probably available. Yeah, this quarterback class isn't. 
great either, but I don't know yeah. how much longer you want to stick but, with And, him. like, it all goes back to last draft. Had they taken a QB at two instead of saying They had Darnold, that'd be a yeah, whole Yeah, and, and if they could say, like, hey, look, Odell, like, quarterback's play is not really good right now, but look, you're watching it right now. You know, it, Chiefs, Alex Smith, no, he was a lot better than Eli Manning, and he still could play despite his, well, we don't know anymore because he broke his leg up and tough. Um, but they're like, look, we have this young quarterback. We're just drafting him. We're gonna, we're gonna mold him. We're gonna like teach him how to play. And next year, you're gonna have a good quarterback. Like we'll, ha- we'll have it reset. We'll have the reset done, and we'll have a good guy like Patrick Mahomes. Now, obviously, they're not exactly Patrick Mahomes, but like that would be an- that might be enough incentive for OBJ to stick around. Yeah, and like this is why I was trying to like get it in my opening rant. And I said free agency. It's almost like stars. It's like make him. You can't. You gotta. It doesn't matter how much you put on. It's not gonna make you look like better looking unless you have like yeah. the core in place of a quarterback yeah. o-line built from with like you know it's all icing on the cake from that point you're yeah. not gonna win with saquon especially barkley. receivers you need yeah exactly yeah. like saquon barkley was not gonna win he's an excellent player yeah but that was, he wasn't gonna win you any games like yeah i just it further enforces like the point like yeah odell is yeah. nice but like unless that offensive line they're only gonna be as the Browns are only going to be as good as as well as far as uh, Baker Mayfield and the offensive line takes. Yeah, so. and I, I will say good good for the Browns. You know their defense has always like in the past years their defense has always been like like respectable. And I think they added Olivier Vernon like we said before. Um, they got the pass rusher and Miles Garrett. So the defense is pretty good. Offensive line last year wasn't bad. It was. It, it started it, off rough, but they finished in the top yeah. five for Pro Football Focus. So yeah, you're right. And then and then Baker Mayfield made a lot of plays. And then they're like, look, you can add Kareem Hunt. Can add OBJ. We already have uh, Jarvis Landry. They're kind of coming together. The only yeah. thing I worry about, yeah, and I like touched on it too. Coaching. A lot of com- coaching's a huge worry, yeah. and Odell wants his touches. Yeah, Cunt's uh, gonna need his touches. There's a lot of Landry still there. Yeah. He led the league in receptions a couple years ago. You know, these guys yeah. got egos. I mean, yeah, I they think, want the ball. I definitely like, think they'll figure it out. Um, I don't think Jarvis I so. Landry. I mean, Jarvis Landry's a good leader, so I think he can like say, like, "Hey, OBJ, let's like calm down." Uh, yeah. Also, to be clear, I'm not saying the Browns will be bad. Yeah. I just think we get to pump the brakes. Yeah, I mean, they are not a Super Bowl team. Yeah, right I definitely, I, I can see them making the playoffs. Definitely, I think. Uh, but I, I agree. I mean, a lot of people have, some people have been like all in, and some people have kind of been like, okay, this is like a nine win team. They're still gonna find a way to mess this up. And you can bet. That Big Ben is coming into this year motivated because oh, the yeah. first time I think pretty much that he's like the steel in a while the Steelers have been underdogs. Yeah, and so we saw Tom Brady be like, love, yeah. love being an underdog. Um, moving on, uh, Le'Veon and Tony Brown. We've already, we've, I mean, we've talked about these guys enough. For Le'Veon, um, four years, fifty-two and a half mil, thirty-five guaranteed, incentives up to sixty-one million. The money is kind of like the money thing is a big story here. Yeah, because the move to the Jets is irrelevant. Yeah. Nice move for Sam Darnold, but you need some more pieces before yeah, you can be like they're real really special. Um, and it was like, and it was actually really funny because he had a tweet earlier in the off season where a fan of the Jets was like, "Hey, I'll pay you sixty million in cash to play for the Jets," and he was like, he quote tweeted it saying, "It's gonna be a little, it's gonna." Take a little more than that for me to play with the Jets. Oh, well, it, that was like the gist of it. I don't, I don't know the exact quote, um, but that's where it was like, man. Uh, and then he didn't really get the payday he wanted. Um, it didn't quite work out for him. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I mean, when we had this conversation, my take didn't. I mean, I respect what he did, but I, at the same time, like it did not. I don't think it worked out for him. I think that, and especially, I thought it would. 
considering like Landon Collins got a decent money, Nick Foles got money, like a lot of guys who aren't necessarily stars were getting money. And I was like, oh, Le'Veon Bell, like. He did no favors yeah. to any other running backs except maybe himself. And yeah. we'll see what type of shape he's in. I'm sure he's in great like shape, but football shape's a lot different than being physically fit. Yeah. Because like, so, and, and mean, he hasn't played a year. Those pits pile up. They didn't. The Jets, I they don't. I don't know. I can see them as like a mid tier team. They can kind of be like they're hard to play they against. They can win eight games. Yeah, and that's like, like they're, they're, they're no slouches, but I don't think they're gonna be anything. They'll special. get a couple because that division's so weak. Minus yeah. the Patriots, but the Patriots are still winning the division. The AFC yeah. is so stacked. I don't see them getting to the playoffs. Yeah, most of the teams that make these big moves, besides the Browns, the Raiders aren't making the playoffs. Yeah, the Browns might make the playoffs, but I think it's more realistic they win like nine games than they get they maybe win a one win a playoff game. Yeah. The Jets definitely aren't. I yeah, I don't know. Um, and then going through New England. Yeah, going going towards uh, AB. He got so he he's going to oh and also Odell Beckham Jr. He's still on the same contract, trying to restructure. That's why we didn't talk about money there. Uh, but for Antonio Brown, three years, fifty million dollars. Um, I don't. I, I actually couldn't find the guaranteed money there. Um, probably around the same. Um, like 30 mark that we've been seeing a lot um for him i i mean good for the raiders uh but i think like you're saying i think this speaks more to the raiders i mean the steelers were like look he can't be on this team anymore we'll get whatever we can third and fifth rounder whatever thanks uh but for the raiders i think that totally shows the lack of plan they have like you were saying before we, sure. and we we tweeted about this with the o-lineman they signed uh but yeah, I mean, they were kind of looking for star players, and that doesn't really work. I'll get to that in my closing rant. They, yeah, yeah, but they, they they definitely won't be any. They won't be anywhere near a contending team. I don't. They even, signed Trent Brown. Yeah, not Trent only did they sign Trent Brown, they handed him sixty six million to make him the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history. He was ranked thirty second last year in pro football, football focus. Football yeah. focus. And that's just overall. he played for New England, who over like New England has a history of making. They have a great offensive line coach up yeah. there. They make linemen better than they are. Like Nate yeah. Solder, perfect example. Yeah. Was great with them. Went to New York. Realized, eh, he's really great. not that good. There's a region the Patriots and 49ers let him walk. But Gruden has no plan. They're trying to sell tickets. They need a tackle yeah. to shore it up because Antonio Brown's a deep threat and you need some offensive protection. Throw deep. Like, I don't know. That's not a winning That's not a winning Yeah, and, and if you look at it, and there was actually a report that came out that, like, they their cash flow is not very good. Like they they signed Antonio Brown, they signed this dude, they signed Tyrell Williams from the Chargers recently. Nice deep ball. Yeah, but once that again, wasn't you're not, that you're much. Not but like those three, that's they people a lot a lot of insiders been saying like they're kind of they don't have a lot of money. They can't really cash out anymore. And if you're not gonna sign Cleo Mack, that is very stupid. But fine. I mean, I personally think he's the best defensive player in the league. But fine, you don't want to sign yeah. him. You want you're trying to rebuild. You're gonna trade Amari Cooper. Fine, you're rebuilding, you want to establish a culture, you got picks. You're going to do it like yeah. the Cowboys did in the 90s. They got yeah. all those picks, and they made a good team out of them. Yeah. But then to go bring in Antonio Brown and you're trying to establish a locker room culture. Yeah. And you have that, can- who is a cancer with Pittsburgh's locker room. You're bringing him in. What type of message does that send to everyone else? Yeah. Like, they don't know. There's no direction with this organization. And I will say, like, for Antonio Brown, he won and he lost. He Like, he's he getting more money. Yeah. So, you know what? Good for him. Also, he deserved it. Yeah. Like he was he never got paid his full value in Pittsburgh no, and no. he's one of the best receivers in football. He so he deserves six, the money. He's six round pick. Wasn't getting a lot of money. There was like 12 million a year and he turned that into 
I believe 15 around that mark a million dollars a year um, and he'll definitely be like the man in Oakland so you know good for him same time he went from Ben Roethlisberger to Derek Carr and he's gonna like Larry Fitzgerald said he's gonna find out real quick the reality yeah. of what it's like playing for a bad team and also yeah. too with the Steelers and I touched upon this briefly like yeah you got below market value for him but let's think about what this realistically Antonio Brown was a sixth round pick out of Central Michigan yeah that sixth round pick you turn him in to one of the best receivers in football. You got a ton of years out of him. You re-signed him for cheaper than what he really was worth. and you got So you turned that six-round pick basically into a bunch of catches, a lot of touchdowns, and then you got a third-round and a fifth-round pick back for him. Like, all of these Steelers, the Steelers got a yeah. lot from Antonio Brown, or Brown didn't get a whole lot back from the Steelers. And, I so mean, like, it's different than the Odell Beckham Jr. one. We're like, they didn't waste his talent. They, it didn't work out. They didn't win the Super Bowl. I think that's just on various different reasons. None of that is his fault. Um, very interesting tweet uh, as we finish up this little segment. Arian Foster, because there was there's a, a sports reporter that kind of kind of said what you were saying a little a lot harsher though, where he's like, "This is like a bad lesson for anyone. If you throw a tenter tantrum, you'll get more money." And Arian Foster was basically saying like this, and obviously he's a former player. Uh, he's basically like not really like that. He was a guy went to what Central Michigan, yeah. right? Six round pick. Didn't really have much in him. Uh, didn't really have much prospect, or so it looked. And he was in a very, very team-oriented league with a player. Shouldn't get. A, they, he was getting underpaid. Odell Beckham was getting underpaid too, and he turned that into a better contract. Whether the means or whatever uh, way he did it. If he wasn't as talented, though, there's no way he's getting that money. So the blueprint he's sending is, oh, send a temper tantrum, and then you'll get more teams. But a lot of teams backed out because he was throwing that temper tantrum. Yeah. If it wasn't I mean, for his talent, like Terrell Owens, we saw this. And People I were think, fine putting up with T.O. until the talent was gone, and then all of a sudden, eh, he's really yeah. not worth his trouble. And, I mean, I'm not saying, like, what he did is, like, good. I definitely think there are better ways to go about this, but... Uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, I think with him, what kind of did him in, because everyone was kind of like a little bit on his side when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger and him, but the shop thing, to all the extra stuff, Twitter, I think that kind of, but he's we digress. NBA guys. Like, yeah. NBA guys are different. They're more player-oriented league. You can't go, which is Speaking a good of which, player-oriented leagues, that's what I'm talking about. We talk, and I'm, we've been talking a lot about free agency, but that's just kind of what's been going on recently um, in the sports world. I definitely think the state of free agency in the NFL is something that it really, like, maybe potentially shouldn't be, considering we have guys like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, who honestly aren't getting paid a lot um, that they potentially could be. But then you look at guys like Landon Collins, Earl Thomas, Michael Bennett, Nick Foles, Dante Moncrief, Tyron Matthew. These guys are getting contracts that are pretty lucrative for football guys it's pretty and you're saying and a lot of people are saying look these guys are getting overpaid a lot of people said Landon Collins was kind of like the first one that dropped and people are saying that guy guy is getting overpaid and honestly I tend to agree but because if you look at the money differences in the NFL as opposed to NBA and soccer which I'll be talking about a lot if you look at Le'Veon Bell's contract now, he got, he got a decent contract. He got more money than he would have on the Steelers, not by a lot, so he kind of lost there. But that's besides the point. Him getting four years, $52.5 million, a lot of people are making comparisons and saying that's like Kelly Olenek money. That's Norm Powell money. That's uh, Evan Turner money, who are mediocre at best basketball players. 
And if you look at the the type of money, I mean, you look at some soccer players and like lesser teams. You look at players for Wolves, Jorginho for Chelsea. A lot of guys who they don't make much of an impact for their team. They're probably gonna get more money than these NFL players. And that's where the differences in the league makes everything change. I mean, Kylian Mbappe is a 20-year-old dude who, yes, he scored a goal for PSG, but ultimately they lost. They choked it because, you know, they couldn't get it done in the, in the, when it mattered. And that guy, that kid is getting paid around 300 400 k a week. That's a lot of money because if you look at the NBA and the NFL – they one guy can make a team. I mean, you put LeBron, you got a bad team in Cleveland. Put LeBron on it, finals. Bad team in LA. Put LeBron on it. Obviously, a little rough right now. But I think over time, it one player can make something happen. Um, and so that was basically. And look, I'm all about paying the players. Pay the players. Pay the players. Pay the players in the NCAA. I've had a rant about that. Pay the players. Um, I thought that I'm a very player-oriented fan when it comes to like the money. But NFL teams, if the league, if the league keeps trending this way, I don't think it'll be good for them. Obviously, they're making more money, but if you look at the if you look at the uh, the TV ratings and stuff like that, it's kind of taking a dip, which isn't bad for the NFL. They obviously still dominate sports, but they can't they can't be showing out these contracts for guys like uh, Landon Collins and uh, Carlos Hyde. They're not game breakers, and and one player besides the quarterback, one player can't really make that big of a difference. Like Mitch said in his opening rant, like it doesn't really matter. You gotta have a good coach, QB. If you put Landon Collins on a team that has Case Keenum at starting quarterback, uh, you're not gonna win very many more games. That's just the reality of football, soccer, basketball, and like if you look at the the money parity, uh, a lot of the NFL players are saying, I want that type of money. Well, you can't really have it because you chose the wrong sport to play there, dude, and that's why. That was just my my two cents on the just the overall state of free agency. But I'll tell you what, right now, if I'm when I become a parent, I'm telling my kid to play basketball or soccer or baseball because if you look at football, and this is why, like it, overall, like football's kind of gone downhill in the grand uh, view of the public. It's because they don't make as much money. It's very very. Um, ownership oriented like we said before it's all about the shield it's all about the shield it's not about the players and they they don't make and with the bodies the, the type of stuff they're giving up with their body uh, overall nfl not looking too hot right now in my opinion but i digress and uh that'll finish it up but we got some breaking, breaking news. news five minutes ago the oakland raiders just released wide receiver jordy nelson so somewhere oh. phil belichick just found his new slot receiver that'll probably, probably make the pro bowl last, well, yeah. uh, next year I mean, yeah. yeah, so there you go. Interesting. And I think that just shows Aaron Rodgers' greatness. I mean, mind you, Jordy Nelson's old, but he always makes his receivers. Yeah. He makes his receivers great. Like, yeah. I remember James Jones was with them, and he went to Oakland, and he was terrible. And then he came back to Green Bay, and all yeah. of a sudden, oh, his numbers shot up again. So. There you go. Oh, wait, is it not all because of the quarterbacks like we've been saying? I think, I think it I is think all it about the right. quarterbacks. Well, we've been gone going along enough. Um, not sure. Spring break pod. We're, we are going to be on spring break next week, so... We'll see if that happens. If it doesn't happen, we'll give our faithful fans a uh, a warning that there'll be no pod, and they'll have to wait a I'm bit sure longer. Be so disappointed. Yeah, they'll have to wait a bit longer to hear our voices and our hacky takes. Uh, but yeah, that does it all for today. A lot, a lot Raiders of free agency. also released AJ McCarron. Raiders making a lot of moves. They're making moves. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> we don't care about the Raiders. Yeah, we don't care about the Raiders. But yeah, there you go. So 
Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Give you updates on our Twitter. Follow us at PodcastDRD. Um, follow us on Spotify, etc., etc. Thank you. See Have you a nice time. day.